Welcome to Real FM Rewind. Here's some highlights from the week. So, Anson, we just finished Christmas. Are you ready for Easter? Oh, wow. I know. Wow, that's a quick turnaround. I know. It was really a little bit of whiplash for me as well. I'm not quite ready for it, but apparently Peeps is totally ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. uh They're celebrating their 70th anniversary this year, and they've already released news about their latest flavors. Okay. Yes, it's always exciting to know what they're coming out with next because, you know, they don't really taste that good. <laughs> so they keep trying, though. They're like, maybe we keep, like, throwing in these oh, other flavors. Sorry. Okay, so. Just throw it at three... the wall and see if the peak sticks. <laughs> yes. So three new flavors. Uh, we've got Mike and Ike, Dr. Pepper, and Kettle Corn. Hmm. Any of those sound appealing to you? My wife's a big fan of Dr. Pepper. Yeah. I don't know if she would be a fan of a Dr. Pepper peak. I know. That's what I'm saying. If, I mean. That that's my question, Kara. Is like if it's something that like you're a big fan of, yeah, and they make your flavor, right? Is and you're it, still not excited about it? That's a bad sign. It's probably not a good sign. <laughs> so, Planters Peanuts looking for its next fleet of college graduates to drive Mr. Peanut across the country in the iconic Nutmobile. If you've not seen this, it's a giant RV that looks exactly like a peanut. Planters said that they're looking for three peanutters to drive the 26-foot-long peanut on wheels, um, celebrating with the communities that they visit. It's a one-year paid position from June 2023 to June 2024. Applicants should be college graduates with bachelor's degree, they say, as well as being able to make um, a lot of nut puns. So if you meet those qualifications and you're looking to just travel around the country in a giant peanut... It's very specific, I know. You can log on to their website and find out more. Maybe a great opportunity for some of those college grads coming up in May, I'm just saying. Hey, Zoe here with you on Real FM, and I've reached a milestone this morning. I have reached the pinnacle stage of life where I do crockpots. I feel like my mom, (laughs) which isn't like a bad thing. It's just a weird like that point where you as a kid have grown and you realize that you're like your parents like it's a weird feeling am i right i you know took out the crock pot because you know i work long days i leave the house at like seven and don't get home till after 7 p.m sometimes so i don't want to cook dinner and my husband's not really a cook so i'm like you know i should do crock pots so that dinner is ready when i get home so this morning i set up the crock pot and i looked at it And I was like, wow, this reminds me of my mom. (laughs) What does this mean? What has happened to me? Am I like really an adult? What what is this new stage of life? I have entered crockpot mode and I don't know how to feel about it. The last week has been a little bit of a tough one in my household mm. because uh, about a week ago, we lost our 13-year-old doggo. Aww. His name was Cypher, and uh, he was a good little puppy. Yes, he was. And we're sorry to see him go, mm. as uh, anyone who has experienced the loss of a pet knows. Definitely. Losing a pet is pretty hard. Mm. Uh, and I think one thing that we found in our family this week is like, man, it maybe is even a little harder than we thought. Yeah. It's really tough, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you've had 13 years with mm. your 
good friend, right? Absolutely. And the other thing, of course, that we've been walking through is how to walk through grief with our kids. Aww. We have a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old and a 3-year-old, and they're all experiencing this grief in different ways. Yeah. Particularly our 10-year-old, because I think she understands kind of what's happened a little bit more, and she grew up with this dog pretty much yes. her entire life. Aww. And as we were talking with her about this, we were trying to kind of explain to her how grief works mm. and it's a hard thing to understand and it's something that sometimes I think uh, we don't understand very well yeah even adults right I once heard an analogy for grief though that I have found really helpful as an adult and I think has been really helpful to my 10 year old as well and I've looked and I don't know who the original source of this analogy is yeah I'm not sure if you've heard this before Kara but it's the ball and the box analogy hmm, I don't grief. think I have so the idea is basically that grief is like a ball that's inside of a box and there's a button on the side of the wall of this box uh-huh and the ball is kind of behaving like the old uh, logo on your DVD player oh yeah when you see it on the screen it's uh-huh. kind of just bouncing around randomly yes and in the early stages of grief the ball is really big uh-huh. it almost takes up the entire box yeah. so it's hitting that button that grief button almost constantly okay and so maybe there's a lot of tears maybe there's even some anger a lot of intense emotions that you're feeling as that ball hits that button. Yep. And then as you get a little bit further away from that incident, maybe losing a loved one or whatever the thing is that may be causing grief, the ball shrinks somewhat Mm. and it shrinks and it shrinks. And so it's still bouncing around in there, Sure. but it's hitting the button less less often. Interesting. The big thing is when it hits the button, it may be just as strong of a reaction as the very first time Mm. it hit the button. Right? And then maybe even years down the road. Yeah. Maybe that ball now is the size of a little bouncy ball. Yeah. And so it only hits it maybe every year, maybe on, you know, the anniversary date Mm. of when this happened or when you walk into the store that you Mm. adopted the pet at or who knows what. Uh, That can still trigger with some really intense feelings. It just gets a lot less frequent. Mm. And so this is kind of what we're dealing with. Is that ball shrinking a little bit now that we're kind of in week two of this thing? Yeah. But uh, whether you're experiencing grief over the loss of a pet or another loved one or some entirely different reason, I think this analogy can help us to understand what we're feeling Mm -hmm. and why. This has been cracking me up all day. Michael George from CBS said that he's at an elementary school for a story where 25% of elementary school students want to be YouTubers. This is more than any other profession. In fact, it won out on all the listed professions on this survey. YouTuber, um, which is wild. You think astronaut, police officer, fireman, kids finding jobs they want to be, like aspirational careers. YouTuber. Like, I know they get cool LED lights and they're good at video games, but I'm telling you, I'm technically a YouTuber and you can aim so much higher. Kids, eight-year-olds these days, you're so much smarter than I am already. I am am so much higher. Go to Mars. You can stream from space and you're a space YouTuber, an astronaut. You can do it. Hey, Zoe here hanging out with you on Real FM. And what do we do when our emotions feel like too much? Like they're just pushing themselves out of our own body. Like we can't help but flail around and scream. Maybe it's just me, but I'm very thrown to the whims of my emotions. I get very emotional. I cry and I laugh hard. And today I was having one of those moments 
or everything. It just felt like these little things were just getting under my skin, building up, building up until it all bust and I was just ready to tear everything apart and scream and cry and I was miserable and frustrated and angry and I've started doing this practice where when I feel a lot of the feelings, stopping, pausing, looking at myself metaphorically and going, okay, why are we feeling this? What's going on? Let's check in. And I've started doing this because when I was in high school, I would just push my feelings down into a metaphorical box and try and lock them up and throw away the key because I thought emotions were bad. And I've since learned that it's actually extremely unhealthy, not the way that we're supposed to deal with our emotions, and that feelings are a natural cause of something. So instead of trying to ignore my emotions, I'm trying to figure out what is causing them. What is going on? How can I get to the root of this? How can I maybe change my perspective about a situation? How can I deal with this, right? And so I took a moment. It's like, man, I'm just so angry. I want to cry. I'm frustrated. Oh, yeah, I have not gotten a lot of sleep. I've been recovering from a cold. Maybe that's also what's affecting my mood right now. Now, I won't say that I'm not done being frustrated. There's still a lot of things going on in my life that are, you know, caused to shake my fists up at the sky. But I will say, I feel a lot better knowing, okay, I'm just really tired. I just want sleep. That's really what's going on here, and that's how it's deeply affecting me right now. It's really funny how kids will get, you know, sleepy or hungry and they'll start acting out, especially toddlers, and it's usually because they're tired or hungry. We haven't changed all that much, <laughs> really. We will do the same thing when we are tired or hungry. So if you've been feeling a little moody lately, <laughs> maybe like me, I think we need a snack and a nap, and that may help us out, even if it's just a little bit. Kara, I've heard it said that the first step to recovery is admitting that you have a problem. This is true. We have a problem. Okay, okay. <laughs> just going to go ahead and admit it. <laughs> All right. I have a problem, at yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. That would be looking at my phone uh, and our screens too much. Why'd you have to say it? Okay, fine. <laughs> we do have this problem, we don't do, we? We do, we do. It really is just a matter of admitting it. Yeah. Today, I saw a headline that was offering to help with this problem. Oh, that's good. Okay, it said, yeah. if you need a digital detox, if you need to look at your screens less, yes. here are 17 products to help you cut down on your screen time. Oh, boy. Wait. And it just got me thinking. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, <laughs> hang on. My first problem <laughs> is that I'm looking at my screens too much. We covered that one already. Yeah, absolutely. But this makes me think I also have a second problem. Yeah. <laughs> which is that to fix my first problem, I need to buy 17, 17 things. products? Yeah. Like, you really know you have a problem when to fix your original problem, yeah. the solution is buying yeah. 17, 17 things. Brief. Okay, we have a consumerism problem as well, yeah. I think. Yeah. So the Dallas Zoo has great news for everyone. They found the missing clouded snow leopard that had been um, missing on zoo property hours after the animal had been reported gone from her habitat. The Dallas Police Department said that it launched an investigation to determine if the leopard's habitat was intentionally damaged or the animal just seemed to escape on their own. Nova got a little bit of a stroll. She rode around the zoo's property until she was found by the police. Imagine being just calmly told on a weekend afternoon, hey, can you guys actually leave the zoo? One of our animals has gotten loose. 
<laughs> I don't know how I would respond to that info. I would probably go to the immediate worst, like, okay, a tiger or a uh, lion are loose because it's never like a meerkat, right? It's gotta be something like a snow leopard that gets loose. The meerkat are content to just be in their little enclosure, play with their enrichment toys. We could learn a thing or two from the meerkats. Let's not be <laughs> doing anything crazy. Hey, Zoe here with you on Real FM, answering the question, what would you do if you were face to face with a person who was an icon of your childhood. That's a really big thing to meet and be face to face with someone like that. And I had the rare opportunity of being face to face, take a picture with the actor, John Heater. And if you don't know, he played Napoleon Dynamite. That's right, the Napoleon Dynamite. I'm sorry, it's one of those movies, you either love it or you hate it, or you have no idea what I'm talking about. So go look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. But it is an iconic movie from my childhood. I love that movie, could quote it. It's just, I just don't know how to describe it. To someone who doesn't know it or doesn't like it, it's so hard to describe, it's so unique. And I got to meet this person at the local Comic-Con. It was the whole reason my husband, me, and my brother went was to meet him. And so I'm face to face with him, you know, taking a picture with him and I'm trying to go through my head, what should I say? And I couldn't think of anything unique or interesting to say. I thought about, oh, I could just say what's on my heart, but what's on my heart sounds really dorky. Like, hey, I grew up watching you as a child and it meant a lot to me. Like that just sounds so dorky. So I was like, man, I should, I should just not say anything. I'll just smile like a total dork, which is what I did. But it was still, you know, a really big moment. It's still special. But now all I can think of looking back is how I regret not saying, I really like your sleeves or something like that. If you know, you know. Thanks for listening to the Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind. <laughs>